you know, this year is no exception. They've added some new players and uh, really brought them into that offense beautifully. And they're, they're playing at a high level. And they're very dangerous because they can beat you a lot of different ways with a lot of different people. And, um, and at the center of it all is, is, is Pat, you know, running the show. And um, they also have an outstanding offensive line. And I think that's the group that doesn't get um, nearly as much credit as it should on their team because you're so aware of their skill players and, and the production. Um, but that output is, is, you know, in large part uh, because their offensive line plays at a high level together. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM, Aaron Hawksworth, Jim Rodriguez. And did we have an outfit change, Sean Levine? Wow, we know you're based in KC, but tell us uh, what you got going on here. I'm, I'm loving it. I don't know, probably the coolest sweatshirt hat combination this side of the Mississippi. Like this thing, I, if you're not watching us right now, then you are missing out. Appreciate you listening, but yeah, I had this thing custom made. It's not as cool as it was a couple of years ago, this sweatshirt, because it has both Tyron Matthew and Tyree Kill on it, which is old news, but, uh, you know, not going to keep me from wearing it. Uh, I, I, also- you've got a very Cheech and Chong vibe, you know. You know the that's what I was going more, more. I appreciate that. More Cheech. Only he had like a cut off yellow like tank top. So, so I, I I appreciate the the full coverage there, my brother. Look achieved. That's what I was going for. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, this is. I mean, he looks like quite the character. Does this mean you are on the Chiefs minus the six at the Chargers this week? Because with that outfit, I don't know how you're not. You, you know I am, and Aaron, it feels like this Chiefs team, they look more like the team from a few years ago that won the Super Bowl than the team the last couple of years that was still damn good, that was still the odds-on favorite to win the championship, that still hosted the AFC Championship game, but just something was a little bit off, and I'm not exactly sure what it was because they were still putting up a ton of points, and they still had Andy Reid, they still had Patrick Mahomes. This is the team to bet right now. Right? Like at the beginning of the year, I looked up and it was Buffalo and people were starting to talk about teams like Baltimore. And I, it's like, what am I missing here? And I feel like this offseason, people thought Tyree Kill gone, Patrick Mahomes takes a step back. Right? And that's just not how NFL math works. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs have figured it out where they're not only the highest scoring team in the NFL, but they don't really look any worse for wear not having Tyree Hill. So most of the time in life when we say that, you know, it was a mutual breakup, we both agreed on it, or the trade worked out well for both teams, we're lying, right? Somebody got the best of whatever we're talking about. In the case of Tyree Hill to the Dolphins, it made the Dolphins pretty damn good, and the Chiefs are still great. So that's worked out well for everyone. Um, so another game I'm really interested in, and I'm just looking up the weather. Um, we know it's going, the Orchard Park is expecting a lot of snow. Now, things could change, um, but this is really interesting to me because the total opened at 47 and a half, and we were like on Monday, wow, we were talking about the potential snow and potential wind for this game. Now the total has come down to what, 41? Now it's back up to like 42 and a half. I don't know if it's going to go much lower again. Perhaps it will, perhaps it's not. You got to monitor these weather reports, but um, I mean, there could be a chance that we don't really deal with a lot of snow and maybe it's just wind or maybe it's both. 
follow your uh, meteorologist here on this one. But for me, it's real. This is kind of setting up for like the Browns. I like the Browns plus eight in this position. Um, they like to run the ball. I think this is a good um, situation for the way the Browns play to be in these type of elements. Um, and the wind, if it is a problem, that's going to be a problem when it comes to the scoring. Um, so I, for me, it's Browns or nothing. Browns plus eight or nothing in this snow. Well, I will game. say this: if you look at the Browns games this year, they're seven one and one to the over. So a lot of their games have points. And to your point, Aaron, we we talked about oh my god, there's going to be three to six feet of snow. Well, that's going to be before you get to Sunday. Once you get mm -hmm. to Sunday, that might all be done already. Yeah, the snow will be there on the sides, but I don't think it will be snowing. It could change during the actual game. So if that's the case and you're just dealing with cold and you've got the offense that the Bills have and we've seen now the the sort of the – the wrinkles that, that the Bills defense has that you could score on them. So I'm kind of leaning toward the over, honestly, at 41, 41 and a half. I think that's the play there. Yeah, I wish I would have uh, betted at 41 the over because it looks like the lake effect snow warning is in effect from 7 tonight to 1 o'clock Sunday. So who knows, you know what I mean, what this could be. Wind gusts as high as 35 miles per hour. That's what's um, but like you the said, wind gust. That's that's what'll screw you is the wind yeah. gust because not only can they not throw the deep ball, but right, you'll need a field goal at the end of the game, a chip shot, and the wind will somehow throw it off and you lose your bet. That's what's scary. Not even that snow that you're talking about because if we're starting to list teams that are comfortable playing in that type of snow weather, certainly Buffalo would be at or near the top. But let's be honest, Cleveland's on the short list also. So I don't think that necessarily a snow is going to affect the total or kind of the way that game is played. If it's real windy like you're talking about, though, that's when you wish you had your money on the unders. I feel like they've got it right at the right number right now, 42 and a half, because you can really convince me to go either way on this one. I'm going to wait till game day. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about Devin Singletary. I mean, he could have a big game here. Um, Nick Chubb that, as well, yeah. Yeah, so definitely uh, a game to keep your eye on. Um, J-Rod, where do you want to take us? What game you know, really jumps out at you that you're interested in? What angle do you like? Well, I, I'm a, I think the game of the day is going to be the Cowboys and the Vikings. And it's curious mm -hmm. to see if there's any letdowns for either team. Obviously, Dallas let one get away in Green Bay. Minnesota, you know, riding high after their win in Buffalo. And last I checked, it's, it's the Vikings are a home dog. I had to look at it like twice. It's, it's the, the Vikings plus one and a half. 47 and a half is the total. Vikings... 4-0 at home, and I guess the way I look at it is, is can Minnesota run the ball? Because the Cowboys have given up back-to-back 200-yard -back rushing games. Can Dalvin Ooh. Cook eat in this game? You know, so that's kind of an idea. If you're looking for a prop, is will Dalvin Cook be able to have success against a really thin Dallas defense against the run. I mean, that's setting up to be a, a shootout kind of thing. It's not a primetime game, so Kirk Cousins should win this game, uh, or at least it should be. Should be. Uh, I'm just shocked that that they're a home dog. It's it's virtually a pick 'em, and maybe it'll move down a little bit. But I was just kind of blown away that the Cowboys go into that game favored. I like that. What about you, Sean? 
Any angles that you have your eye on? It's got to be Eagles and Colts, right? We talked about it a little bit earlier. What's Philly going to look like after finding out that they're no longer invincible, right? They feel like they should have gone out there and beat down the last team they played, and they probably feel the same thing about this game. They're coming in as a little bit more than a touchdown favorite right now. I'm looking at the Eagles right around minus 6.5. And And then you've got the Colts where we were talking about what are the odds Jeff Saturday could be coach of the year. Well, his biggest problem is he's not even the best coach in this particular game. I think Nick Sirianni has that award wrapped up, but I'll tell you what, it would go a long way to those Jeff Saturday, wherever you get those tickets, 50 to 1, 80 to 1, if he can somehow win this game because the division is still very much up for grabs. It felt like when he was hired, everybody started going, oh, this is so out of nowhere, a media guy getting the job with no head coaching experience. And I get that. It makes a lot of sense, but also he didn't take over a bad football team. In fact, Heading into the season, the Colts were a minus 120 to win the division. People thought at some point they were going to run away with it. The Titans were going to be terrible. So he's got a chance because his roster is good enough where there's no reason that no matter who their coach is, even if it is Jeff Saturday, this team's got a real shot at making the playoffs. Yeah, and we've seen the line. Go ahead. The Eagles aren't very good against the run. They're 20th in the league against the run. So all of a sudden, Jonathan Taylor can do his thing. Eagles yeah, run defense, 28th DVOA. I mean, and we are saw – Are you trying to talk me into playing the Colts on the money line? I'll do it. Is that what you're trying to talk not, me into, playing the Colts on the money line plus 240? Do it. Do it. Make it two L's in a row for this Eagles team. Wow. Ooh, I mean, I'm not going to overreact this week. I think there could be a shakeup in the NFC if they start to lose a couple more games here. I mean, maybe they aren't who we thought they were, and we know they had one of the easier schedules. But, you know, the Texans ran all over this Eagles team with Damian Pierce. Last, or on Monday, we saw um, Brian Robinson. He ran all over them, uh, 86 yards, Antonio Gibson, 44. So they were consistently able to get some rushing yards against this Eagles defense. I think they are vulnerable there. And Jonathan Taylor, that dude came back to life last week against the Raiders, 147 rushing yards. So this is just such an intriguing matchup. And I just think Jeff Saturday getting two wins in a row. Oh, my gosh, could you imagine? Could you and imagine? The two losses in a row, like you said, they'd start looking themselves in the mirror, and we'd have to start saying, "Are there any really good teams in the NFC?" Because it feels like the a lot Vikings? of Vikings. Oh boy. <laughs> are, are we sure though? I know their their no. record says they're really nice, but look at we're all not. the close games that they've won. I don't know if there's any. When I say really good teams, you guys know what I'm talking about. Not just teams that have built up a good record or look good on a certain Sunday. I'm talking about really. I'm talking about the Bills. I'm talking about the Chiefs. I'm talking about what we thought the Eagles were a couple of weeks ago. If they lose this game, Aaron, coming up, I think that we're going to have to say, who's coming out of the NFC? Is there a favorite? We're going to start talking about teams like Dallas again. We're going to start talking about the yeah. Bucks again. If Philly loses, this brings everybody back in the NFC conversation. I mean, and another team that I've thought is fraudulent, the Giants. I mean, they're playing the Lions this week. All they do is win as well. I mean, I think Daniel Jones could have a big game. I mean, the Lions can't stop anybody. They win, but they're not good. Like, we know this, right? I understand the Giants have a winning record. I don't want to upset anybody. And I think Brian Dable has done an unbelievable job. But we all know they're not. If we're having a conversation like that, right, halfway through the season, that the Philadelphia Eagles and the Minnesota Vikings are the two most legitimate teams in the NFC, 
doesn't that tell us what we already know, which is probably half of that league right now can end up actually playing in the Super Bowl? Yes, yes. Which means there's probably some value in the futures market right now. I mean, we do our power rankings every week. And I was texting Paul the night before, like, because we were doing four through eight instead of one through five, just assuming Eagles, Chiefs, Bills are the top three. But I'm like, I'm not sure how long this could continue if the Eagles do lose again this week. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, if if the Eagles should lose and the Giants win – they would be tied atop the NFC East. And how about the NFC East all of a sudden? The NFC East is what we thought the AFC West was going to be. All of a sudden, nobody's got a losing record in that division right now. The commanders are 5-5. Five and five. All of a sudden, it, it, it's an absolute toss-up. And they play the Texans. I mean, they play one of the worst teams in the NFL this week. It's it's crazy. They get Chase Young back this week. The NFC least is not so much. They're actually good this year, and nobody the expected The more you guys it. keep talking about these NFC teams, I think I know who it's going to be. It's taken me a while to get there, and we haven't really talked about them. I think San Francisco. If they can somehow find a way into the playoffs, I mean, at some point, who do they have to overtake? The Rams are garbage, right? We thought that mm-hmm. Seattle – at some point, they've got to come back down to earth. So I think that San Francisco ultimately sneaks in the back door of the playoffs and does what they did just a season ago, where you look up in the NFC Championship game and you go, oh, yeah, they have been there a couple of times. They do have a great coach. They do have a really good offensive line. Their defense is nice. And if the question was a quarterback, I think old Jimmy Garoppolo is proving that he can take a team deep once again. So of all these, like, we keep coming down to who's the least flawed, right? Like, to make a playoff run in the NFC. I think the answer I keep coming up with, J-Rod, it's the San Francisco 49ers. And yeah, this is I, a I was just thinking the same thing. And how about three NFC East teams making the playoffs? Who would have had that at the beginning of the season? I mean, listen, I'm here in Washington, and everyone's loving Heineke right now. And, oh, by the way, Heineke just bought his entire offensive line some, like, Jordans in Eagles colors. I love it. I love it. And then we're seeing, uh, you know, uh, Vikings players are now mad that they stole the whole Kirk Cousins bit with the diamond chains and put, put theirs on Heineke after the game. I mean, I'm here for all of it. Um, but yeah, everyone's high on Heineke here in Washington. But I, I, I mean, I think it's a it's a good spot for them to get another W against a struggling Texans team. So I like the Commanders um, this week. Coming up next, um, every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you earn BetMGM rewards points. That's what I love about BetMGM. When you go to Vegas, you are going to have those rewards just racked up. Um, But coming up next, we're going to talk to Patrick Everson, a Vegas insider, and we're going to get some insights on what the folks are betting on. He always lets us know where the money's coming in, different trends that he's seeing. I love Patrick Everson joining us on the Get My Phoenix guest line. Um, That's next on the BetQL Network. You're listening to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM.